Hey guys, so today I'm going to talk about this letter that Stephen Trout, the former Oregon elections director, wrote to candidates for Secretary of State Shamia Fagan and Senator Kim Thatcher on November 2nd. I'd like to note that he was fired because of this letter through a text message that Bev Clarno sent to him on November 9th. And the media tries to justify this by saying he was going to leave anyway on December 15th. However, he said that he would never leave in the middle of an election. So why fire him so suddenly and over this letter? Maybe they're trying to hide something. All right, so keep in mind that this is Steve Trout. He is the subject matter expert for Oregon elections, and he wrote this letter. It's a long one, so sit back and relax. Right, so the title says, Elections Division Transition Document. When you take office in January, you will be the fourth secretary we have had in four years and one month, and the fifth secretary in the past six years. During the last four years, we have also had four deputy secretaries and three information services directors. As a result of this constant change in the executive team, there's a lack of strategic vision and plans for the agency, and staff are not focused due to that lack of vision and leadership. I am not stating this to attach blame because Secretary Richardson's cancer was no one's fault, but simply to recognize that that lack of vision and leadership over the past few years has really set the agency back. The Elections Division has 16 full-time employees that administer all aspects of statewide elections and campaign finance. We have a mix of experienced staff and new staff. Over half are going through their first presidential election. We have lost nearly 100 years of experience over the past three years, but have been able to provide growth opportunities for staff as part of our succession plan. The election division's relationship with county election officials has never been stronger, and I'm confident they have shared that with you. There exist relationships of trust and partnership that are essential to successful elections in any state. We have those same relationships with our local USPS partners. They go above and beyond to make sure that ballots receive priority treatment and work with us to make ways for as many ballots as possible to be accepted by the deadline. Our relationship with federal partners also has never been stronger. We have great support and partnership with the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which is part of the Department of Homeland Security, both through our local representatives and from headquarters in D.C. Now, also note, this was during the Trump presidency. So he said, um, Stephen Trout said, our relationship with federal partners also has never been stronger. Hmm. Pro-Trump sentiment. Hmm. Maybe that's also why Bev Clarno def decided to fire him in a text message. It gets better. Then he continues to say, um, CISA has done on-site security assessments in each of our 36 counties and has also helped us with tabletop exercises and COVID planning. Our partnership with them has really helped to improve the security understanding and posture of our counties. We also have enjoyed a productive partnership with the FBI. They have worked with us on voter education and battling misinformation and disinformation. 
They partnered with us for a cyber summit back in February. Most importantly, they were a great resource when Tillamook County was taken down with ransomware earlier this year. Um, excuse me? Tillamook County was taken down with ransomware earlier this year? Where was this in the news? That sounds like a pretty big deal. We have participated in tabletop exercises with them and received classified briefings at their secure facility. In Oregon, we created a model for the rest of the country through our TIGER, Threat Information Gathering and Election Resources Team. It is a dedicated team to help secure our elections that consists of members of the Elections Division, Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, Federal Bureau of Investigations, Oregon National Guard, Oregon Office of Emergency Management, Oregon Titan Fusion Center, U.S. Postal Service Inspector General, and the Cybersecurity Services Section of the Oregon Chief Information Security Officer's Office. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he's saying, wow, great work, everyone. We are um, doing awesome, except for the apparent ransomware, which I didn't hear about. So that's cool in Tillamook County. Ransomware. Taken down with ransomware. Alrighty. Okay, next page. Even with all these successful partnerships, the Elections Division struggles to get support from the agency's support divisions. Yes, notice how he compliments how all the federal and state officials are doing a great job, and now he's going to critique everyone. That's um, pretty typical when giving constructive criticism, at least I've noticed. First you compliment, say you're doing a great job, and then you go to um, the critiques. You kind of soften them up, and then you dive in. All right. So even with all these successful partnerships, the Elections Division struggles to get support from the agency support divisions. There are major technical challenges in elections. We have a lot of technical debt, meaning systems that are old and out-of-date versions, some of which are no longer supported. Some of our election systems are running on Windows Server 2008. 2008. We're on Windows, what, 10? Like, that was released recently, and our election system, the most important system to keep our democracy honest, hasn't been updated since 2008. Okay. End-of-life mainstream support from Microsoft ended back on January 13th, 2015, and all support ended on January 14th, 2020. So Microsoft isn't helping the end-of-life mainstream support. So they're not getting technical support since 2015, five years, and all support ended January 2020. Is that like, were they preparing to steal the election again? They being the... Um, corrupt left. Our public-facing website is single-threaded through one power supply on the Capitol Mall and one internet connection. There is no redundancy or resiliency or plan to provide either. None of this is new. It has been known for years, but not addressed. There are also a number of major projects that have been on the table for a long time but have not been addressed. A sampling of requested projects is listed below. 
There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 requested projects. Um, existing request improvements fixes. Okay, number one, multi-factor authentication for security of all OCVR users. That was requested in 2017. Resiliency for public-facing election systems, requested in 2018. Ballot tracking subscription service, requested in 2018. So you can track your ballots, but that was requested three years ago now, and it hasn't been through. Why? Why um, when the Oregon government wants to be so transparent, are they not going through or approving these projects for ballot tracking subscription service. Wouldn't that make them more honest? Okay, number four, voter registration chain subscription service, 2018 is requested, adding accepted to the list of statuses in the My Vote tracking screen. It doesn't say when that was requested, but that seems like a no-brainer. Um, OCVR system auditing tool. So there's no way to audit the OCVR and that stands for let's see um, Okay, well I don't know what that stands for, but I'm assuming it's the Voter registration. So there's no auditing tool for the voter registration system? Like what? Um, another one is OCVR replacement or star replacement. Integrating electronic registration information center information automatically. Creating an API, which is an application program interface between the OrStar campaign finance database and data.gov to increase transparency without risking failure to the application. Real-time data transfers with DMV for online registration. And um, there is a list of 56 known bugs or problems with election systems that was provided to the Information Services Director in January. 56 known bugs or problems with election systems. 56. I would be up in arms if there was just one. But no, there's 56 bugs or problems. And it was provided, this information was provided to the Information Services Director in January of 2020. January. It goes on more detail for the 56 known bugs. So it says... Of the 56 known bugs or problems, 8 have been completed, 8 have failed, leaving 40 not done. Okay, so they fixed 8. Wow, woohoo. Many of these projects have been talked about and or worked on for years, but never finished. Sounds like typical government. Most of the projects that have been completed in the past couple of years have had to be undone because there were changes made that resulted in breaking other things. Elections Division staff has a lack of confidence in IT services and is frustrated that whenever a project is undertaken, it often makes things worse. 
In 2018, the agency requested legislative approval to spend $3,250,453 of the 2018 federal Help America Vote Act funds on seven projects. Only one of those seven projects has been completed over two and a half years later. The one thing that was done was two permanent IT security positions were hired. I am unaware of anything those two security positions have done to help elections. So they hired two IT people and they haven't, the IT people have not done anything to help secure elections. And it's been two and a half years later then it says they have not provided any reports even when I have requested them from the IT director and chief of staff. So they haven't been transparent. So what exactly have they been doing? When alerts come in from federal partners saying vulnerabilities have been identified in our system, I get no reports or engagement from the agency security team. So when the federal partners tell the Oregon IT people, there's a problem with um, your systems, with your election systems, I guess. They don't, they don't, um, the IT system doesn't do anything. IT people doesn't do anything. <sighs> no reports. I have to find out about attacks on our systems from national briefings or partners instead of from my agency. So the former Oregon elections director, elections director, has to find out about attacks, not from people in his agency, but national briefings. I received my first election security update on the election from the agency at 7.52 p.m. on election night. It was based on an alert that was sent out identifying malicious IP addresses that should be blocked. The scary part is other alerts with IP addresses and needed patches and other vulnerabilities have been coming out pretty much daily through October and sometimes multiple alerts during a day with some specific to Oregon. To my knowledge, nothing was done and it does not appear that they were even being monitored. How I just... So there's vulnerabilities, there's needs to be addressed in the election systems. And this has been happening daily through October. Nobody's doing anything. Why, who, why are we paying IT people this money? Why are we paying them money and they're not doing anything? Okay. OCVR is outdated and unable to accommodate many modern tools that we need to add for our operations in those of the 36 counties. Oh, great. So it's outdated and unable to accommodate. That's great. OCVR was built back in 2004. 2004. That's seven years ago. Seven years ago. Almost a decade. 
It is the central voter registration database for all voters in the state. Ah, okay. And is a vital part of each county's election administration. The counties rely on this system to administer their elections, and they were promised that it would be kept up to current technology standards when they gave up their own databases 16 years ago. They were promised. So there's a central registration database that the Oregon Elections Office or just maybe the Oregon government controls. So there's no, the counties don't have any power. Only the state government has the power. Sound familiar? Sounds like tyranny. Sounds like the central government wants all the control. So they have all the control. They have all the election power. All the election database power. Goes on to say, OCVR uses old technology that requires transactions to be done in batches instead of real time. When files are transferred, say from DMV for online registration, a batch is sent sent over every night. People who register online often go to check that their registration was received immediately thereafter, only to find that none of the changes show on the screen. With batch processing, it can take one or more days for the information to post. One or more days. With the receipt of federal HAVA funds, again, that's Help America Vote Act funds in 2018. Earlier this year, we worked with the counties and started on a plan to replace OCVR and go out to bid for a modern system. We brought in an external vendor to help us work with the counties to build the requirements for the new system. We had an agreed-upon timeline that, that would have the RFP, I don't know what RFP is, the, I guess, new um, system, election system. So we had agreed upon a timeline that would have the RFP hit the streets this October. So that would be October 2020. And then evaluation and selection December 2020 with the evol- involvement of the secretary-elect. This would have allowed us to implement the new system in 2023 because there's too much risk to roll out a new system in an even year because of statewide elections. The secretary paused this project without consulting with the county clerks or the election director. The secretary paused this project. That was Bev Clarno, Secretary of State. Bev Clarno paused this project. Why? It appears that this delay was because the business services division purchasing team could not meet the timeline they recommended, even though the elections division funded one full full-time employee for the purchasing team to work exclusively on this RFP. So the business services division purchasing team could not meet their deadline that they recommended, even though they had the election division gave them a full-time employee to work exclusively on this project. They didn't have time. He goes on to say the person did not work exclusively on the RFP, which means federal funds were inappropriately inappropriately used and may need to be returned after an audit. So the full-time employee that was supposed to work only on this project was working on other stuff. 
This delay will mean the new system likely will not be able to go live until 2027 because the existing federal funds will have been fully expanded. Expended. The existing federal funds will have been fully expended, keeping the existing outdated system working through the next presidential election cycle. The new system will require legislative approval of funds, which never happens quickly, especially when there is an investigation to the misappropriation of federal funds. <sighs> so, that's great. There's a delay. And I don't see why they would pick it up because um, they need Biden to win again because... I th maybe Kate Brown will be employed in the Democratic Party, so she needs to have someone as corrupt as her in office. All right. Orstar is outdated, not user-friendly, and most important, there is no resiliency. This is our main connection with Oregonians for election services. Oh, great. So our main connection, the main connection from the Elections Division to us, Oregonians, it's not user-friendly and outdated. That's fantastic. I know this was one of your campaign themes and something I've been pushing for years. So one of your campaign themes. So that is also Senator Kim Thatcher. So he's talking about Senator Kim Thatcher and Shamia Fagan. Orstar includes campaign finance transactions, online voter registration, candidate filing, voters pamphlet, statement submissions, ballot tracking, Dropbox locator, accessible ballots, and all languages and features of my vote. It needs to be replaced. It needs to be replaced, not um, it needs to be fixed, it needs to be updated. It's so bad, it's so outdated, not user-friendly, it needs to be replaced altogether. Okay. Even with all these successful partnerships, oh, that's that's the wrong one okay last page <sighs> the elections division continues to be asked to do more with less even during the most contentious election in a generation and in the middle of a pandemic we had three positions cut during the summer's budget cuts now why would the elections division why would the state government vote or whoever makes the voting or the budget cut decision why would they cut the um, election division budget. Okay. Being reliant on general funds, elections usually takes the biggest hit in the agency when there are across-the-board budget cuts. That's that, it, that should not be the case. Okay. This session, the legislation rejected our request for a social media public records position. That would be awesome. Public records position, you could go straight to the elections division to request public records. As expected, we had more public records requests this election cycle than the previous couple combined. With all of the misinformation about elections, especially on social media, we were in need of having someone to monitor that and educate voters and call out misinformation like most other states have. That would be cool. A social media page from the elections division telling us about what's going on in Oregon. That'd be transparent. That'd be a good government. Okay. 
This year, the Elections Division received 6,029,047 in HAVA funds and 5,656,663 in CARES Act funds from the federal government, but were not authorized by the legislation to spend a penny of the $11.7 million. All of the CARES Act funds must be returned by December 31st, 2020, because they were not used. So the Trump administration, the federal government, they gave us, little old Oregon, the Oregon Elections Division, over $6 million in HAVA funds and $5 million in CARES Act funds. But we, but the government, state legislature, did not allow the Elections Division to spend a penny. A penny. And what, Orstar is outdated? OCVR is outdated? We need a social media page, public records position. So why exactly were they not allowed to spend a single penny? All right, two more paragraphs. Major changes in elections are upon us. Campaign finance limits will likely need to be implemented in 2021. New district lines will need to be set up after redistricting. This is the election administration part or redistricting, not the drawing of the lines that may also end up on your plate. There is the major rollback of automatic voter registration that will take place after House Bill 2015 takes effect on January 5th. Only those seeking a real ID compliant license will be automatically registered. We reached out to the governor about technology solution options at DMV in the spring, but have not had any update on what she has been able to do. There will also likely be several legislative proposals in 2021 session, which is already in session right now. More bills regarding elections are introduced in the session after presidential election than any other. All right, so Governor Kate Brown doesn't have a plan for any of the technological issues that the Real ID license will bring up. And there's probably going to be a lot because it's the government creating it. So there's going to be a lot of issues with it. And the legislative... The legislatures in the state, state Congress are just busy, busy getting election bills out. Who knows if they'll pass? That's great. All right. And last paragraph. As you know, I can't succeed with the current state of technology and lack of support in the agency. I don't believe anyone will be able to succeed. I believe the best path forward is to prioritize those issues I identified above and to implement them in a nonpartisan manner with the full cooperation of county election officials. There are exciting opportunities in elections, but in order to succeed, a major cultural shift will be required in the support divisions and a long-term strategic plan established. Stephen Trout, the former Oregon elections director, is saying nobody will be able to succeed with the current state of technology and lack of support in the agency. Nobody will be able to succeed. So the elections will never be honest unless there's a major culture shift. So 
until the um, corrupt Democrats and the rhino Republicans are out of office and real um, patriotic legis- legislators come in. Because there are some Democrats, I don't know who, but there are probably some good Democrats that can lead us in Oregon. But until they come to the forefront, it's just, it's, it's, nobody will succeed. We're doomed. Um, so that's great. And Senator Kim Thatcher, in when I interviewed her, you guys can um, see that interview. When I interviewed her, she said the mail-in ballots, there was no, um, no hint of fraud or, or just, it was a honest, fair way to get ballots. And Senator Kim Thatcher is a Republican. So I was relieved when she said that because I was like, oh, okay, well, she seems to have integrity. Everyone's talking about her integrity. And yet, there's nothing on her social media about this letter. Nothing. There's no, she doesn't mention it. And she received it. And I emailed her. I asked her for it. I had to get this through the public records request. And it took like a week to get this. And she could have published it. She could have said something. It was two days before the, before election day. She could have said something. Shamia Fagan, I don't, I didn't follow her, look her up or anything. She's not worth my time. And she won. I don't know how fairly, but she won. So whatever. She did address, she did mention this letter, but I don't know if she released it or anything. And the news media is had, I couldn't find a link to this letter in any, in K2 or OPB. So I don't see why they're not releasing this letter. I will. Um, it'll, this letter will be in the descriptions and you guys can view it and share it. And this is ridiculous that this letter, um, just focusing on everything wrong with the elections division was not released. It's not breaking news. I didn't hear about it until like months later. And by then it doesn't really matter because the election's over. What can you do? So this is really bad and it sucks that Oregon is this way. So I just wanted to share my thoughts on this. And these are my thoughts only, not YROs. Um, So yeah, it sucks. And I'm kind of, well, now I'm wary of Senator Thatcher. I thought she was... I thought she was, um, I thought she had a backbone, but it shows her not sharing this at all, not answering my email, not talking about it, nothing. It shows that she just ignored it. And when a subject matter expert comes to you and says there's something wrong with the elections division and you're in line, or sorry, you're up for the running for secretary of state. You should probably show interest in 
the problems. You should probably say something and grow a backbone and just say something. Maybe that's why she didn't win. She actually did not win. It was a landslide. Um, so maybe that's why she... So I'm disappointed in her, Senator Thatcher. Shamia Fagan, I don't expect anything from her. So I didn't have any expectations. Anyway, um, so that's... Those are my thoughts. And I hope you guys listen to all of this. You can just download the PDF and read it yourself as well. All right. I hope you enjoyed my commentary. It's the first of its kind. We'll see how it goes popularity-wise. In the meantime, like us on like and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Rumble. Thanks.